Let's talk about new AI tools, how to improve your YouTube thumbnails, and a whole lot more. This is Video Signals. What's up, everyone? I'm Joey Dowd. Twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, we send out a newsletter, a podcast, and a video with Video Signals. We got five links, three tools, and one tactic to level up your video marketing skills and stay in the know of what's new in the world of video marketing and just marketing and video stuff in general and cool tech stuff. So with that said, let's jump into our five links. First link, Google has announced that they are coming out with their version of an AI chat tool, chatbot, sort of. As we've talked about multiple times, ChatGPT from OpenAI has blown up and has also blown up Google search and Google's features being that a lot of people have been turning to ChatGPT to have conversations and ask it questions. The problem with that, and I've said this multiple times, is ChatGPT, it's just a language model. It does not know facts. It does not fact check anything. So I'm always kind of perplexed when people are like, I just use this for Google now. You can't trust anything it says. It doesn't cite any sources. It's just spitting out information. It is very confidently sometimes correct or sometimes incorrect. Google has announced their version of a AI tool, sort of. Anyways, it's called Bard. From what they've indicated, it's not going to be a separate tool. It's going to be an add-on into Google search. So they're rolling it out with beta testers right now, and then they will be rolling it out into more search results. And as they describe it, it's basically an extension of the snippets or the things that we already see. If you ask a very simple question now, like it has a very definitive answer, the example that they gave was like, how many keys does a piano have? And right now, if you Google that, it would say that, yeah, it has 88 keys. It would just show you the snippet and give you the answer right away. But they're rolling out their language models, which they've been developing this for years. They just, I think, are forced to accelerate how they release it because OpenAI has blown up. So their example is like, now, if you type in more complex questions, their example being, which is easier to learn, a guitar or a piano? They will synthesize more data from blogs or write-ups or other sources and give you the context in a one-stop answer in the top of the Google search results page. But it says these new AI features will begin rolling out on Google search soon. Now, I mean, the interesting thing is in the screenshot that they gave, it still doesn't actually cite the sources of where it's getting this information from. In this case, it's sort of a bit of an opinion of what someone thinks is easier to learn. But I would expect Google's strength would be like they have the actual factual data. They have everything indexed and linked. They would give you the information and then be like, hey, here is where we got this information from. One tool that has been doing that, and I've mentioned them before as well, is Jasper. Jasper, now in their chat tool, you can turn on an option to show Google sources. And so it'll give you the chat GPT output, but then it will also give you links to sources. So it's possible. Next, got a link about an article called influencers. So basically, there is a cohort on TikTok where they are against influencers. They're against viral products. They're for promoting thoughtful shopping, or I guess that's just more of another way of saying anti-consumerism or just not buying things you don't need, especially with the TikTok trend. And those like kind of those very relaxing videos that are usually Chinese videos that just so someone coming home and using a million products that all look very interesting, most likely unnecessary to live your normal day-to-day -day life. So kind of interesting to see we had this whole thing of like, hey, TikTok, you can blow up your product. And now I've got a rising group of people who are like, eh, we're not into that. Anyways, I don't really know how much of a rising group that is going to be. I still think TikTok is going to be the way to blow up your products if you got a product. Okay, next link. Shutterstock has introduced generative AI into its all-in-one creative platform. So this is cool for them to get ahead of the curve and not also let their business be totally destroyed. Because now with AI prompts where you could just type in a prompt and get an image, the question comes of like, okay, well, why are you ever going to need to pay for stock photos when you could just type in a prompt and have AI generated for you? Now, its system is not perfect yet. It's only going to get better though. Hands being a notable issue 
with AI images that for some reason I just cannot do hands very well. But smart on Shutterstock to get ahead of that. I'm not quite sure. I guess they'll have a, a platform or system where you can type in a prompt. I, I would assume they would help you write the prompt because writing a good prompt is like 90% of like getting good outputs. So smart for the actual stock photography company to come out ahead and be like, hey, we'll also help you generate AI photos and stuff for your creative outputs so that we don't get totally pulverized when everything turns into AI-generated stock photography images. Fourth link, we got a blog post on different ways and ways you can think about using AI tools in writing. So it's really not like a either or, like you're either for AI and you're just gonna like have it write everything or you're against it and you're like a purist and you're just gonna like handwrite everything yourself like we've done for thousands of years. There's like a middle ground of ways to think about it. Like, do you lean on the AI tools to help you outline and then you write everything yourself? Do you lean on the AI tools more heavily and have it spit out outputs in sort of like a crappy first draft and then you edit it? So this is just sort of some cool post that just gives you some ways to think about different ways that you can incorporate AI tools into your process that isn't such a binary like AI for everything or AI for nothing or no AI. And last link, a study from Ross Simmons, who's a good Twitter follow. Uh, so he did a study and he analyzed what type of content gets the most links. Like what are they offering where they get the most inbound links and the most SEO boost? What does that offer? And overwhelmingly, the number one offer and thing that was linked to was a tool, a free tool, some sort of tools. Other ones that ranked, but were like half of the percentage of tools was definition. So defining some sort of term, stats, statistics and stuff, research, some sort of collection, guides, reports, how-tos was towards the bottom. And then the very last one was just news. So yeah, people are definitely interested in things that will provide utility for them. And also using the word tool in that overwhelmingly has gotten more inbound SEO linkage and traffic. And then he's also got a breakdown specifically focusing on Shopify and how they have really capitalized on this and a huge list of their tools and how many links, how many keywords it ranks for, how much traffic it's estimated to get. And so their list of tools just goes on of like logo maker, image resizer, paste up generator, QR code generator, privacy policy generator, profit margin calculator, tons of tools. That was a number of them with his whole list in his tweet they can go check out. So good to know. Really interesting to see. All right, now let's check out our, speaking of tools, our three tools. First tool, Tiny Mentions. So this is another Twitter tool. I've come across like three or four different new Twitter tools, which are useful. Like we covered Birdie a few weeks ago. It's kind of funny because with Twitter being like, ah, is it ending or ah, what's happening? I've been seeing more tools for Twitter than I have remembered in the past. Tiny Mentions is interesting. It is quoted as, build your audience with unique insights about your niche, know what to tweet about, and who you should engage with. So this tool seems like a good way to both analyze your followers and also just analyze Twitter and kind of feel like, hey, I'm trying to interact with people in this certain niche and it will source those people for you and kind of track people based on different topics. So useful tool if you're trying to go heavy on Twitter and engage with a certain type of audience. Second tool, Mac Whisper. So this one's cool. So OpenAI, which makes ChatGPT, which is blown up, but they also make a bunch of other AI tools. One of them is called Whisper, which was basically using this whole big language model that they have. Instead of just doing outputs, which is what ChatGPT does, you could feed it audio files or video files and it will transcribe it for you because it has this huge language model. And apparently the transcription is really good. The only issue was it was free, but you had to have a technical knowledge in order to use the APIs to tap into it. So someone built a tool for Mac. It is called Mac Whisper, where you can upload audio or video files, and it will automatically transcribe it for free 
apparently very, very good. But it's a free tool. You could get it on Gumroad. There is a paid version of the tool for 10 pounds, where I believe either the accuracy is higher or you could do like longer or bigger media files. But a one-time rate of 10 pounds, pretty good bargain. And third tool is SoundRaw. So this is an AI music generator tool. So AI getting into music, basically a music library type tool. You kind of pick your genre, but then you have control over, you can say, hey, I need the song to be suspenseful, but I need it to only be 35 seconds. And also control like, hey, I need like a little bit more of suspense tempo in this part. And then I need it to be a little bit slower, a little bit more mellow key in this part. So really, really cool. If you've ever dealt with stock music before, the issue is always like, yeah, this sounds really cool, but like it's really too excited here and I need it to like be amped down here. And then you kind of splice and shuffle around the song a bunch. So being able to just be like, hey, I need a song that's this length and specify the exact moments of like when it should be like high tempo, high beat, fast paced and mellow. I can see a lot of possibilities for this. I think we're probably going to mess around with it and see how that goes. And lastly, our one tactic. This one, a couple pointers if you want to make your thumbnails more clickable. We got examples of these thumbnails in action. So four things that you can think about. One, ask a question. So pose a question inside the thumbnail or kind of get people thinking or wondering like, hmm, what is the answer to that? So if they click on it. Second one, show a gap. So kind of a gap in their knowledge. Show a gap is really good with transformation. So you kind of have a split screen before and after. So like we've got our gap of like, how do we get from this before to this after stage or showing like a chart with like a huge growth curve. And it's like the gap of we started here, we got there, had that happen. Third, peak curiosity. As I've sort of highlighted in these previous two, a lot of examples you see of this is like an arrow pointing at something mysterious and then the word just like why or how or like how did this happen so something to get people thinking or wondering again the idea is you're like having a question trying to get them to wonder something and then they click on the thumbnail and then fourth highlighting a pain so someone struggling with something we see this sometimes of like you know this is why your videos suck or like how to make your videos better how to make your videos look better whatever the pain is whatever that relates to the niche so like you're cooking like how to make your food taste better or your food sucks or your food doesn't taste very well your video is boring focusing on a pain or and insecurity where like, hey, if they watch your video, they will get better and alleviate that pain. And that is it. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of Video Signals. Be sure to get all the links and everything in the version of the newsletter, which we have linked below. You can just click on it and then go straight to the newsletter page on the website and get all the links. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.